Well, I'm excited to be here this morning. Glory, glory, glory. I just love the pastor. I just love him. I don't know how to explain it, but just his heart. Is there something special about his heart? His kind of heart. Is uh, the local assembly that where we originally met? I still remember when I left that place. I was marvelled because I remember I called out for case of people that they have one. Nobody stood up. I was like, "What kind of church is this?" <laughs> Everybody there was well. That takes teaching. That takes labor. And similarly, also when it comes to the things of the spirit, it takes labor over years to get the saints established in the things of the spirit. And you cannot afford to get tired. You cannot afford to, so to speak, get weary. Because the teaching of God's word, it takes time for you and I to what? Assimilate God's word. It takes time. And that's why it's important that when you have the opportunity of being in an assembly like this where the word of God is given first place and you're taught God's word in an undiluted manner, please don't take it for granted. When those days where things have been watered down so much that sometimes once you go outside, before you realize that you've been in a good place all along. So I want us to be very careful about that. Don't take it. Love your pastor. Bless God for him every day that God led you here. Don't be fooled by lighter congregations, which usually attract people with entertainment. God's word undiluted is being taught here. The heart of the shepherd is right. There's nothing that Jesus can do in your life. Hallelujah. And I know we're going to be blessed this morning. We'll be edified. And the deposit that we left this morning will last you for a lifetime. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Pastor, thank you one more time for the opportunity and to let you come to bless the saints. Praise God for a moment. Alright, so how many of us were here? We were online yesterday. Let me see. I can know where to start from. Okay. Put down your hands. How many of us were not online yesterday? Let me see that. You were not online yesterday. Okay, okay. Okay, still a, a few of us. So I'll just say one or two things that we just but as you go on, the beauty of God's word is you you will catch on. Amen. You will catch on. Glory to God. I'm going to start from Acts chapter 2. And um, don't mind my style of teaching. I'm not a logical teacher. <laughs> All right. Seventy uh, percent of my teaching is by inspiration. So um, some of the things I'm going to be teaching, just like some of us learned yesterday, in the middle it will be interrupted by demonstration. So try and understand how there are different kind of ministries. So sometimes I'm teaching, there will be a pause and there will be a demonstration. So remember you are waiting for okay when he finishes he will not start. No, you may miss it. <laughs> So just flow with me, say amen. Yeah. Just flow with me because uh, the spirit that's behind the teaching, the same spirit that's behind what? The demonstrations. Do you understand that? So that's important. So Acts chapter 2, I'm going to read from verse 1. It says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there were only one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and they filled all the house where they were sitting, and they appeared unto them, clothing tongue like as of fire, and they sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them oppression. The big word in that verse is the word began. That's the big word in that verse. They were all filled and they began. Now because we're teaching, there were one or two things I'm going to explain I was able to cover yesterday. But I want you to notice that they were together with one accord in one place. Now, when you're reading the Bible, when you're studying, study with the mindset of what is at the background of their gathering together. They were gathered together in one place, a hundred and twenty people. 
The day of Pentecost is unique in the sense that the early church flowed and stepped into the demonstration of the Spirit on the day of Pentecost. It's not the day of Pentecost that they were necessarily saved. But the day of Pentecost, we have it recorded by Luke that that was the day we saw the demonstration of the Spirit. We also say it's possible for 120 people to have the same experience, yeah. yield to the same spirit, and manifest similar things. So the phrasing of Luke is very important for us to understand what happened on the day of Pentecost. Now, remember again, we said yesterday that Jesus had been teaching them for 40 days. The question is, what syllabus was he using? He was teaching for 40 days. That means after he rose from the dead in his glorified form, he spent 40 days teaching the reality of his resurrection. Now that he's risen, what does it mean for the church? Now that he's risen, all the promises of God, they are now yes and what he meant to the glory of God. These are spiritual realities. Spiritual realities take a time to settle on our consciousness. Particularly, these individuals who have been with Jesus for three and a half years, they touched him. They slept with him. They ate together. If you follow the testimony of John in the first epistle of John, he says that which we have seen, which we've had, which we've handled, and our eyes have looked upon of the word of life. The life was manifested and we have seen it. Only John can say that. You and I can say that. <laughs> because physically, they handled him. Now, Jesus is standing before them again physically, but in a glorified form. And that glorified form, the implication is tremendous. I want you to see why it took Jesus 40 days to teach people he had been teaching before. Because now they were in the presence of a spiritual reality that they may not understand what it means. Look at Luke 24. I want us to realize that the writer of Luke, Luke, the writer of the book of Luke, is the person that wrote the book of Acts. So when you want to study, when you read Luke, the last chapter, and Acts chapter 1 is a continuation. They are teaching the same thing. But they are different languages, a summary. So look at Luke 24, verse 1, verse 4. See what it says. Luke 24, verse 44. And he said unto them, Jesus appeared to them, These are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. So notice, these are the words which I speak to you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled. So the bulk of what Jesus talks in the four Gospels were things to be fulfilled. They were not things that had come to pass when he was saying them. They were things to be fulfilled. Now, when you're reading this also, I want you to understand that. When Jesus, Luke was writing this, Luke is writing for us a summary. You know, the these are the words which I was speaking of, he's a teaching. Luke is summarizing 40 days for us in a few words. So, what Luke is saying here is the substance of what Jesus taught for 40 days. Hallelujah. Are we together? So, you cannot write everything. You have to summarize. So when he says, these are the words which I spoke, he explained those words to them. He took them back to the things began to teach. For instance, he had told them in John chapter 14, verse 1, you believe in God, believe also in me. 
And from this time forward, your reference point for believing God will believe. You understand? What do you mean to believe God? You believe the word of God. Now, if you believe me, I am the fulfillment of the word of God. So if you really believe God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If we're not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place, I will come again and receive you unto myself. So that where I am, there will be one also. The enemy wasn't talking about the physical place. The one house there is the one household. The enemy was talking about the family. So in my father's household, there's room for many to be sons like I'm a son. But I am going to make the foundation and prepare the room for that to become a reality. This was a promise and a prophecy. In John chapter 14, they were part of the things he was saying, these are the things I told you that are going to be fulfilled. So he was now about to explain to them the fulfillment of that statement. Are you with me this morning? So thank God I'm in a good place. Praise God. Pastor, I'm a very good foundation. So, these are the words which I speak when I was here to you that all things must be fulfilled. So those things he taught in the four gospels, in his resurrection, they found what? Fulfillment. So, Jesus was not content with handle me and see. They handled him. The need was in the spirit. The need was flesh and bone, not flesh and blood. They knew that he was the same person. But it was a difference in his kind of body. So, the challenge now was to explain to them, as you're seeing me in this glorified state, what does it mean for you? So for 40 days he was teaching. And you know, faith comes by hearing. And I mean by what? So though they could see him, that wasn't sufficient. They needed to hear. So he didn't focus on their seeing him alone. He now began to teach from those same holy scriptures, Genesis Malachi. And as he was teaching, though they had seen him, they now believed him. So somewhere within the 40 days, faith came and they were saved. How do we know? Look at the next verse. Look at the next mm -hmm. verse. Verse 45. Then open ye their understanding that they might want understand the scriptures. Again, that wasn't a one-day experience. It means within the 40 days, he did something to their hearts. As he was teaching, their hearts opened. To open their understanding also means they believed the scriptures. The scriptures that were disconnected, that they saw disjointed, they were able to put it together. They saw what Moses was saying, confirmed by what David said, fulfilled in what Ezekiel said. They saw everything. So he opened the understanding that they might want, understand the scripture. That means tonight they saw everything together. Now look at the next thing he says. He said, he said that, um, and said on the thus it is written that it be of Christ to suffer. Remember, this is a 40 day teaching. So as he was teaching, he began to show them why it was necessary for him to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Look at the verse. Said, and that repentance, which is remission of sin, should be preached in his name where among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses. As of this time, they were already saved. You cannot be a witness without salvation. They were already what? Saved. And you are witnesses of these things. Then verse 49. This is where labor in teaching is not important. And behold, you are talking to people, you are standing before them, 
you are asking them to look beyond your physical presence to a spiritual reality. So when you say behold, it means don't look beyond the physical. Look based on the words I've spoken to you. If I'm standing before you reason, it means the spirit has been given. Let me say it again. If I'm standing before you in this way, it means something has happened that has shifted. Because you have believed the gospel which I preached, which is my death, burial, what? Resurrection. And if you have believed, the spirit is now giving way inside you. Now that the spirit is in you doesn't mean that you realize it. How many of us got saved, saved over 20 years ago? Let me see now. Like 20 years ago. Okay. How many of you? Okay. Some of us who got saved in the 80s. The major problem we had was the gospel we had. Because it was more like it was a fire insurance. You never have a fire insurance. It's not like Jesus just loves you. It's like if you don't believe, you go to hell. Hell fire. So we watch burning hell. So we escaped out of hell into heaven. It was self-preservation that was wrong. But you see burning hell, you tell yourself, I must not burn like this. I must not burn like this. It took a while for us to understand what we have received. So salvation happens in the twinkling of an eye, but it takes you a lifetime to understand it. So there will never be a time where you are no coming to church. It's not possible. I tell my people, if Jesus spent 40 days to teach what it means to be a believer, to teach what it means to flow with the Spirit, I'm allowed to spend 80 years to teach. I'm allowed. He's my Lord. He's the best teacher on earth. I can spend 80 years and I'm still doing well. <laughs> I believe it was that. The final teacher spent 40 days. And the people is going, this is the people is going to come in the old church to this room. So they need to be well cooked. And in his glorified form, he spent eight, eight, 40 days. And I can spend 80 years. I'll retire from here and go and continue teaching because I, I can't exhaust because I'm learning every day. Hallelujah. So you cannot, there's nothing like have arrived. You don't arrive, you just continue. You keep learning, you keep understanding and appreciating the same truths. And as you keep appreciating, your flow of the spirit becomes better. You become more spontaneous. You learn how to yield better because truths. As a way of opening up our hearts to the things of the spirit. So the more truth you understand, it is not more spirit you need, it is more spirit in the expression you need. Let me say it again. It's not more spirit that you need, it is more spirit in the expression that you need. You don't have a quarter Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost. It's not twins. It's not triplets. It's not a quarter, it's not measure. If you have, you have the spirit or you don't have the spirit. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Whoever we cry, what? Father, Father. Galatians 4, 6. So if you have the spirit, you have all the release of the spirit. But you don't have all the release of the spirit in expression. That is a function of what? Knowledge. So Jesus was teaching. Then that says, behold, I send. Look at Luke's language. I send the promise of my father upon. The question is, where is the promise of the father when Jesus was speaking? For him to say, behold, it means look at something that can't be seen. It means look with your spiritual eyes. Where was his promise? It was in their hearts. Where was the spirit? In their hearts. You can't be born again without the spirit of God. So the spirit was where? In their hearts. So for him to say, I'll send the promise upon. It means though the spirit is in you, I'm talking about when the spirit will be seen on you. Or the spirit will find the expression through you. So behold, or look now, I am going to send that promise which you have received. I'm going to send it into manifestation upon you. 
How will it happen? Stand in Jerusalem. Until you be what? And give with power from where? Don't let Luke's language mislead you. Power on earth is not only vertical light. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 5. Ephesians 2. Verse 5. Thank you. For when even when we're dead in sins, he has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. Next verse. It says, and has one raised us up together and made us what sit together in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. The world places and the size. In the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. He has raised us up together because he quickened us together and made us what sit together. So when Jesus was talking to them, they were stayed together with him in the heavenlies. So when he says, I will send tarry unto you, and you will power from one eye. Or that simply means above the realm of the earth. Beyond the limitations of this world. Why? They were already in the spirit. They didn't know it. No, they didn't know it. Because it takes time to know that you are in the spirit. Oh, if you come from the background where I came from. Praise God you did not. My first brother was white it. Oh my God. And when you flow in the spirit, the first set of people you have as an example will form a very strong impression on you. Because in that setting, they used to get into the spirit. So if you're not careful, you also want to get into the spirit. Why? They don't understand that we're already where? In the spirit. If you're born again, you're already in the spirit. What they mean by getting into is that they want to express the spirit. So they believe it's something that they snap in, they snap out. But it's better for you to know you are where? In the spirit. But you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if it's the fact that the spirit of God dwells where? In you. So, they try to get to where they already were. And your knowledge can form a barrier between you and the experiences that you have. So Jesus was saying, Behold, remember that word behold is not just behold, it's a teaching. That statement, I send the promise of my father upon you. Tap in Jerusalem until you be and you. The word and you means until you sink. It's like you are putting on a garment that is already available. Who gave the garment to Jesus? Who is going to wear the garment to you? So carry until you are comfortable with that reality. Stay in Jerusalem, praying based on the instructions I'm giving you, until that reality becomes your consciousness. So, do you have the spirit? Yes. Are you conscious you have the spirit? No, not yet. What are you going to do? This teaching I've given you, you are going to carry on it. You sit on it. You wait on it. You meditate on it. You continue that teaching as you pray until your consciousness rises to the level of that reality. What will happen? Acts chapter 2, verse 4 happened. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they had been praying for at least roughly about seven days. If you had 40 days to Jesus, to 40 days of preaching to Jesus, was recognized for three days. The day of Pentecost means 50 on the 50th day. So when Jesus ascended after 40 days, you could say at that point in time, about seven days were left. So for a period of seven days, they were gathered together, seven sitting around what Jesus does. What were they doing? Tiring. Notice the tiring. The tiring is not for God to do something, it's for them to step into something. God has done his part. It is the mind of man that takes time. Now, I'm going to go back again to that previous chapter, chapter 14. Look at chapter 14. Are you with me this morning? Yes. Now, again, this foundation is important because as we go back, Pastor has done a great job, but repetition enforces learning. 
so that when experiences begin to spring forth, you have a solid foundation. You don't think God just got happy. <laughs> have you there before? When there was the flu, ah, man, God moved today. God was excited today. You know, you were the one that was excited. You connected. <laughs> you connected to the ring. God's mood remains the same. God is not temperamental. He's <laughs> joyful. It means in joy, it means in peace. It doesn't have moves. God is not megalacolic, so you are not megalacolic. So I tell my people, I'm not reserved, I'm not conservative, I'm born again. I'm circumcision. I worship God in spirit. I rejoice in Christ Jesus. I have no confidence in the flesh. No, I'm not cancer or Pisces or anything. I'm not. A, <laughs> I'm a new Christian in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's who I am. I'm a joyful spirit. Hallelujah. That's who I am. I shout when I want to. I laugh when I want to. I dance when I want to. Glory to God. I, my damages are over forever. Glory to God. I rejoice at you. Praise God forevermore. You have to learn to live a life of victory deliberately. When you feel like crying is when you want to shout the most. <laughs> Bro, things are very hard. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> ah, sir, are you okay? I'm, I'm very okay. If I'm not laughing at me, you are not okay. Because you're not seeing well. What are you seeing? If God be for me. If God be for me, who? Who can be against me? <laughs> it means when you are frowning and you are depressed, you have lost sight of who you are and what is for you. If God be, it's not a statement of doubt, it's a statement of certainty. It is since God is for you, who? Does it really matter who is already against you? He that spent on his own son, but delivered him up for us. How shall you know with him also freely give us how many things? And he has never lied. He doesn't know what to lie. But you motivate it is impossible for God to lie. That we may have what is strong consolation. It's important. He can't lie. You can take his word to the bank. Bank is what has been tried seven times over in the forest. He came out shining with integrity. Glory to God. His word is true. And that's why he gave us certain gifts to encourage and to exalt one another to put us constantly in that frame, in that circumference of the spirit, so that you can keep enjoying the benefits of his resurrection. In John chapter 14, if you look at verse 16, see what it says. John chapter 14, verse 16. Jesus is teaching. Remember where he started from? In my father's house. That what? So in my father's house, there's room for many to be sons. As I'm a son, but I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. And this beauty of the place I'm preparing. When I prepare a place for you, I'm not putting you in a, an adjoining room. I'm not putting you in the guest room. I'm putting you where I am. That is, as I'm a son, you also will be a son. Hallelujah. So that's what he was teaching. So look at verse 13. And that is continually teaching. It's not different. It's not different. I will go and prepare a place for you so that where I am, you may be also. I will come and receive you to myself. So I will go and I will come. Simply means in my going, that's my death burial. My coming is my resurrection. That's the coming. They understood what I was trying to say. Do not fool you at that time. They could only they would see one like he was speaking about it. Was about. It got to a point when he was teaching. Philip was like, I will go, I will come. I will go, I will come. You, you will go, come. Which are you doing? Is it going to come? Okay. Don't show us the father to be okay. He just said, ah. I've had been so long with you, Philip, and yet you don't recognize me. He that has seen me, he has seen the Father. Hallelujah. He has seen the Father. So when he says that, I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter. 
The word praying in English there is not what it means in normal English. It is there's some things, conditions I will fulfill. In fulfilling them, the Father will make available the comforter. He's talking about his resurrection. In my resurrection, that's what pray. That is, I will pray the Father means I will do certain things that make it obligatory for the Father to give you the comforter. And when he gives you comforter, what I will do will be so complete, the comforter will not be a visitor. He'll be with you forever. Hallelujah. Remember, in my father's house, I go to prepare a place. He simply continued that line of thought when he said it. So he just adding to what he said or explain it more. So I'll pray the Father. He will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. So it is, he will abide with you or he will be one with you or your identity and that of the comforter will be one and the same. You'll be identified by that comforter. If you don't have that comforter, it's an identity. If you have that comforter, it's an identity. So we will identify you now by either having a comforter or not having a comforter. That's the kind of work I'm going to do. So the work I will do will be permanent in nature. Hallelujah. With the comforter, even the spirit of this reality or the reality of my resurrection. Say the spirit in me is the reality of Jesus' resurrection. The spirit in me is the reality of Jesus' resurrection. Whatever Jesus has accomplished, the Spirit in me enables me to do. Hallelujah. I'm enabled to heal. I can prophesy. I can review things. I can see visions. Because the Spirit in me is the Spirit of Jesus' resurrection. Glory to God. So, you know, again, teaching enables us to flow more with the Spirit. So, if all you ever did with tongues was speak tongues, teaching will help you stretch beyond the speaking into other things. Not because those things are not there, but because you were not taught beyond that. So there's a learning and a teaching that helps you to step into a greater flow, but the flow has always been in you. Hallelujah. The flow has always been in you. So you are not importing the flow, you are exporting the flow. It has always been in, but something happens to your understanding. As Paul was telling us in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16, he says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of one wisdom and revelation. He's not talking about other spirits. In verse 13, he said they were sealed with the Holy Spirit. So what he was talking about, he will give you wisdom, which is revelation by the Spirit. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, you may know. I can only talk about knowing if there are any facts in place. So when I say to know, it means that realities that you are yet to comprehend. So if I'm praying for your eyes to see it, it means those things are already were in place. So when I pray for your eyes to see, that means you realize it so that you can change your work. Something happens to your work when you want to understand. So if Paul was praying that prayer for them at Ephesus, and that is the tone of most of the prayers in the epistles. It means the major focus is not for God to do more, but for you to see what God has done. And as a result, what He is doing. That's the focus of the prayers. Now, experience will want to make you pray for God to do more. That's experience. But revelation will make you pray that you should see more of what God has done. That is different. So you will move from situational prayers to revelatory prayers. What are situational prayers? I'm praying based on the way I feel. I'm expressing. Revelational prayer, I'm praying based on what the word of God says. I believe what God has done. I believe in the word of God. I'm going to pray out that I see, I realize, I understand, and I comprehend. 
Philemon verse 6, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is where in you, in Christ Jesus. The word acknowledging means that full comprehension. So the more I comprehend, the more the expression of my faith becomes effective. Hallelujah. Again, let me ask you again. How many of us speak with tongues? Let me see. Let's just read this How many of us have done tongues and interpretation? Let me see. Tongues and interpretation. Okay. Put your hand. How many of us have prophesied before? Is that going to get us now? You have prophesied before. Okay. How many of us have prophesied this year? Okay. So I'm learning that now. This year, you prophesied this year. Okay. So how many of us think that I prophesy only when the Spirit of God wants me to? Let me see. Your hand. No. I'm getting close to you now. Uh, because I want to gain your attention. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, it's like the Spirit of God is whenever He wants to. You are not wrong, though, so don't, don't be afraid to use your hand. I just want to fine tune your knowledge a little bit. That's what you believe, sir. So you are not wrong. We just need to fine tune that understanding of what it means for the Spirit of God to will. So, again, sir, you speak in tongues, don't you? Okay, sir. Did you speak in tongues this morning? You pray in tongues this morning, sir? Okay, sir. Can you stand to your feet? Then your feet, stand to your feet. Can you speak in tongues? Don't speak. No, speak. No, just speak. Speak. I can't hear you, sir. Beautiful. Every language. Stop, sir. Stop, sir. Did you speak by the Spirit? Without the Legos? You spoke by the Spirit? Okay, sir. Start again, sir. Stop, sir. Did you speak by the Spirit? Who supplied all trans? The Holy Ghost. Okay, but you are starting and stopping. You started the spirit. You stopped the spirit. It's amazing. I tell you, the spirit wills. Who is willing at this time? It seems like the one is willing. Because no? you started and you stopped, sir, by yourself. Have you noticed, sir? Okay, sir. So that means the ability to speak. Who has the ability? You. Who gives utterance? Spirit. So who should be willing or not willing, sir? You. Is God consistent? Yes. Does he ever think? No. When he gives you spirit, will he take it away from you? No. So God will give you a car, give you keys. You cannot tell him that. I will move this car when you are ready. No. You will move it when you are ready. When he gives you the car, he gives you key. He says, drive. You cannot tell God, come and drive the car. He says, but I give you the car as a gift. The car is a gift I give to you. Wherever you want to go, whenever you want to go, start the car and start moving the car. Don't invite me to come and start the car for you. One, you can start tongues. You can stop tongues to show you the things of the spirit is as you will. Exactly. It's as you will. You are the one who switches on and off. God does not. If you want to speak with tongues for 48 hours, all tongues will be there. The Holy Ghost is not flesh and blood. It doesn't get tired. You are the one who is switching, switch off. Based on your mood. And based sometimes on your level of understanding. It doesn't get tired. Why are we having this for just two and a half hours? We've had meeting believers in for six hours at the straight. Why do we have those kind of meetings? Because we created time for it. It's not that because after six hours, really people said, ah, ah, I have to say in Indonesia, what is it? <laughs> go, let me go. No, we are the ones who tell ourselves, bros, I'm tired. Let me go. <laughs> if you open your mouth, it will still use you to bless somebody. So because you are living in this body, you tend to get that sometimes sleepy. He doesn't sleep, he doesn't slumber. 
you can never say, I want to bless somebody. You need to say, today is Sunday, I'm having serious time. <laughs> no, you are the one who gets tired. You are the one who sleeps, you are the one who wakes up. And then time you wake up, the Holy Ghost has not gone anywhere. Why? I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that you may both say, the Lord is my helper. So there will never be a time you are without his help. Though there will be many times you feel that you are without his help. What helps you overcome the feeling? The teaching of God's word. You now know to doubt your feelings and to believe the word. That takes time. That takes time. In over 30 years of being a believer, about 35 years now, I have discovered, sir, when I'm at my weakest as a minister, God is up to his best. Because when I'm weak, then his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Seven years back, sir, we have a member of our local assembly, we call him captain, he's a pilot. He wasn't trained as a pilot back then, over 10 years ago. He was having difficulties and challenges in South Africa where he went for training. So I was encouraging him. He was supernatural. He was supernaturally failing. He would study, he would forget the things he teach him. He would write exams, he was calling with and he's on sponsorship. It was a word of prophecy in 2006 that brought that thing. It was a, I was I was in a meeting, Holy Ghost meeting, I said, okay, what to him? They had closed under departments in the company he was working for. When that word came, they opened the department more for him. By the word of the Lord. As if for special faith in oppression. And what are we So, so when well, he went there, some issues were coming up. He was, you know, he wasn't able to assimilate it was that. So he was always calling me for encouragement for prayer. And at that time also, his wife was trusting God for fulfilled woman. So what years ago? So there was this Sunday. I just want to let you know that we are human. We pastors, we're human. We're flesh and blood like you. Hallelujah. Amen. We just have a spiritual equipping that makes us stand in our office. So, or that all the glory and praise should go to Jesus alone. So service. I was on my system. Well, if you saw the service, I'm not doing anything spiritual. Is that that motor or coke? And I'm watching movies. And it's not only film. It's action film. <laughs> that's how I relax. That's how I relax. I'm watching how they are. That's, right. that's, how, that's what we are like. Everybody has their own. I'm just relaxing. So everybody in my house knows that. He needs his space. He needs his space. So, apparently my laptop was online. Mistake. As in those days, the medium means of communication was Facebook and Facebook Messenger. So he just chatted me up. And then he had the time to reach me, he just chatted me up. Uh, pastor, uh, man of God, so so, so, so so I went into my email, I was tired. Yeah, so this is after some service. I just want to relax. So I went to my pastoral home, his pastoral speech. God bless you. God bless you. It is well. So, so. Now, thank you. How do I get to know this person? <laughs> <laughs> just leave me, you are not coming. And just going to challenge this. It's words, words. You know, it's When you're speaking from air, and not from air, we all do it though. You don't forgive us. <laughs> when I was not speaking from air, it was from air I was speaking. Then he just discharged me. Then, while I was doing that, this communication was by typing. It was typing. I was typing that. He just typed. But sir, you are a prophet of God. The tiredness lifted. The power came on. I started typing up responses to me. This time around, by the Spirit. I began to speak about what he was going through, the solution that God was providing, the number of days it would take. Everything changed. It's a licensed pilot in the country. Right now. 
doing extreme experiment. Now, what it did was it looked beyond my darkness and the flesh and reached out to the reality that doesn't fail. That the Spirit of God is in this man and I'm going to get what I want. <laughs> so for that period of time, darkness lifted. I said that to say this, God is consistent. He's more consistent than you. If you give tongues, interpretation will come. You see, when you say, I have tongues, I don't have interpretation, the answer is in your statement. You have tongues, you didn't pick interpretation. It's not, not that God did not give you, because He doesn't give one without the other. So you are the one who didn't continue on to interpretation. Not that God didn't give you, because He doesn't give one without the other. If you find tongues, interpretation is there. They are Siamese strings. Don't conduct solely to separate them. You know Siamese strings? Those who are going like different. So if you see tongues, there's what? Interpretation there. You are the one who picked one and left the other. They are going together. There's no such thing as pastor have tongues. Now, when you are growing up, you can say, Pastor have tongues. Can you please interpret? We will do that to encourage you. But you that you have a tongue, eh? You are the interpreter. Why? That's the first thing the early church did on the day of Pentecost. These are new believers, barely 40 days old. But they had a good teacher. His name is Jesus. So they began, means it was gradual. They began, means even though there's 120, likely Peter started first because Peter is forward. <laughs> yes, likely Peter started first, and then the other apostles, and then they followed their examples. But everybody caught up. They began, means it was gradual. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, there's something in Luke's language that you're likely to miss if you're not careful. And they were unfilled and they began. If you don't understand Luke's language, here's the way you read it. They were filled first. They now started. No. The word hand here is not a conjunction, it's an explanation. My name is Bayo Oyekon, the pastor of Global House, the husband of Jimoke. I'm speaking about the same person. Yes or no? So, so the same way also, if I say, Ma, what's your name, Ma? Sorry? Are you married, Ma? Okay, Ma. So, what's your husband's name, Ma? Ah. <laughs> Let me come back to the book. <laughs> Glory to God. The spirit is not repeat that to me. Explanation. What does it mean to be filled? How can you say somebody is filled with a personality nobody can see? They were all filled, I mean they began. They were all filled, that is, they began. Or the feeling is that beginning you saw. He's not saying they were filled, one thing, and they began another thing. He's telling you, when you hear them speak, that is the feeling. So if I ask you a question, listen carefully because there are some traditional phrases we use. I've used them before so as we go with them. Are you filled with the Spirit? Okay, that is traditional response. We are not. Do you have the Spirit? Yes. yes. Are you filled with the Spirit? 
No. I got you there. Do you have the spirit? Because if you don't have the spirit, you can't be saved. Are you saved? You have the spirit. Are you filled with spirit? No. Because you are doing nothing. <laughs> you are not doing anything. Are you doing something right now? You are always sitting there looking at me, isn't it? So when they were filled, what were they doing? They began to speak. The speaking was a feeling. So the speaking is a description of what it means to be filled. Are you filled with spirit all the time? No. Do you have spirit all the time? Yes. So whatever you want to be or feeling, he's talking about the influence that can be seen. So anyhow, some weeks ago, most of some of us were filled. We started laughing in the Holy Ghost. Yes or no? When you were laughing, what was happening? You were filled with the Spirit. Are you laughing right now? No, you are sitting down. So right now, though you have the Spirit, you are not filled right now. So to be filled speaks about activity that can be heard and seen. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? Yes. Okay, so I can I have this kind of liberty. Okay, that can mean with my own people. Yeah. Hallelujah. So notice again, they were all filled that is they began to speak with honor tongues as the spirit gave them work of things. So when it says they were filled, don't think about emptying something into something that is empty. They have the spirit. The influence of the spirit was seen when they yielded. How did you? They began to speak. Why were they speaking? Jesus told them, You already have spirit. And they taught them how to yield. How will I know how spirit? Open your mouth and speak. When we come out, the spirit of God will give you utterance. So they were not waiting for the spirit to give utterance. They knew utterance was there, and they needed to act on the utterance by speaking. How long did it take them? They parried until they realized what Jesus was saying. And they began to act on it. So let me say this way. If I have tongues this morning, will I also have interpretation? Yes. Don't have tongues this morning, will I take interpretation? Not necessarily. What will make me take tongues and join interpretation with it? Knowledge. What God has been together? <laughs> Let no man through ignorance put pass on them. So if I have the utterance called tongues, and I want to, if I'm flowing and I want to minister to God, I don't need interpretation. But if I want to stand before you to minister or come to my sister here, I will minister in tongues because tongues is not primarily for men but to God. It must be followed by what? Interpretation. When I follow that, then what is it called? It's called prophecy. So yesterday when I was teaching, while teaching, I gave an utterance. As I finished that utterance, I was revealed to me. And there were people present who had headache. I even saw in a vision from where the headache was. Then it was not followed by another gift. But none of those things would have happened if I didn't begin to speak. So you can put it this way. When I begin to speak, I'm putting my hands in the hands of the Holy Ghost and saying, let us start the journey. The speaking is a starting. Surely there is an end. And your expectation will not be cut off. Glory to God. So, what is the end? If you speak, there will be a destination to arrive at. There are things in the spirit waiting that will not find expression until somebody speaks them out. So, what is happening is this there's so much over there, but very few are speaking them out. If you speak them out and interpret, we will know what is available, 
What is present? For instance, now there are things present in the house this morning. You may not see them, but you can see them. How do you see them? You follow the example, you begin. Here is the challenge we sometimes have. We want to know everything before we start. No, no, no. Pastor, when I speak tongues, how will I know that person speak first? Speak first. You know the challenge again? Your mind is telling you, ah, ah, I speak tongues. What if it doesn't come? Where did it go? <laughs> what if, 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 is that what if? What if it comes? Why won't it come? Is Jesus not risen? Is he not sitting at the Father's right hand? Are you not the new creation? Don't you have the spirit? So why will you give you all chance for tongues and there will not ask for interpretation? No. Both of them go together. So what do you do? You step out by faith. So why have many of us not prophesied? The answer is in the question. Why have you not prophesied? <laughs> Did you get my illustration? Why have you not prophesied? Why have you not prophesied? That's the, that's the answer. You have not prophesied. That's why you have, in fact, you have refused to prophesy. So you are robbing us of education by not prophesying. Well, you have to prophesy. You started your Christian journey by prophesying. No man can say Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. So when you say Jesus is Lord, how did you do it? By the Holy Ghost. So you started your journey by prophesying. What are you going to do? Continue. Just continue. How do you continue? By knowledge. So the early church, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, we all spoke in tongues. How do we know they interpreted? When people came around, they had been doing tongues for three hours. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, the Jewish days are from six years. By the time people gathered around them, it was already nine years. People said that these people are fully new. Someone said that it's only the nine, the third hour of the nine years. So when people gathered around them, it was just three hours after they spoke. But what do people hear? How come we hear them in our own language? They were speaking the wonderful works of God. That no pastor was after us. When they said we hear them in our own language, everybody present was a Jew. They were all Jews. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Oh, that God made everybody to be hearing a special language. No, 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 no. They spoke in tongues and they interpreted. That's what happened. Everybody there was a Jew. You cannot talk to people who are not Jews and say no language. You men of Judea and of Jerusalem. That's what Peter said when he was explaining. That means the people that were there were all Jews who were in diaspora, who came to Jerusalem for the feast of what? Pentecost. So everybody there understood Jewish tongues. Say amen. So, here's what I want you to see. That first day, everybody there spoke in tongues and they all interpreted. All the substance, they spoke about the wonderful works of God. Somebody else also did the same thing. His name is Peter. He took interpretation beyond wonderful works. He began to teach. The teaching you saw Peter gave that day was interpretation of the things he had prayed before for three hours. Part of it included 3,000 people getting saved. See, there's power in tongues. There's power in my utterance. The Holy Ghost wants to measure our power the more I yield to utterance. If I will yield more to utterance, the Holy Ghost will give me things to say, things to see, and things to do. That's very important. It will give me things to say. In saying what I'm saying, there will be things to see. In seeing what I will see, there will be things to do. So I cannot circumvent the first step. There are things to say. I must begin where they began. Who taught them to begin that way? Jesus taught them. 
Do you want to smoke with the Holy Ghost? Open your mouth and speak. Jesus was one who touched them. And they told them for 40 days. But today, everybody did the same thing. Then Peter began to explain after the experience. They had the experience. People who didn't have the teaching of Jesus, who were not present with Jesus, came. Their conclusion was different. Somebody said that. They, mocked, they were like, what does this mean? Some were mocking. And some who said they are filled with new wine. Let me ask you a question. If you see somebody speaking in tongues, will you say the person is drunk? Nobody. Will you say the person is drunk? Nobody. If you are speaking in tongues, will people say you are drunk? No. No. First Corinthians 14. Paul said they will say you are mad. They will not conclude you are drunk. They will conclude you are mad. So there must be other actions that they were seeing on the day of Pentecost that made them conclude they were what? Drunk. That means there was a level of intoxication that they saw on that day. These were respectable looking people. Imagine marrying the mother of Jesus. You can't be more dignified than that. Looking very simply. Laughing hilariously. Nine o'clock in the morning. Why did they conclude they were drunk with new wine? New wine means undiluted. The one they've not added water to. The time that it was a kid, Taki Taki. You know, okay, sorry for that. You don't understand what Undiluted. That means people were in that place in various states of intoxication. I tell people, when I preach the loss, and I offer them the only words, I tell them, wine is cheap. Alcohol is inferior. If you sniff God, he won't come down. I know the reason why you're doing cocaine is because I've never sniffed sniff Holy Ghost. It's not the most time as I do. It's really the most time. When you sniff God, he won't come down. You come out here. You, you will wake up in the morning laughing. Why are you laughing? What's going on here? <laughs> you know, we're having a meeting one is that I taught them in the morning about the rules. And I told them in the evening that when you're coming in the evening, if you're a lady, know where I use so we're having a little party tonight. So I told them in the morning. There was a couple that came to that meeting, they didn't come in the morning. So by that beginning, they also did not come at the beginning of the meeting because in the beginning I was teaching a little to explain, but they didn't come at the beginning, they come in the middle of the meeting. What time did they come to the meeting? The time they come, came to meet him, as we were coming into the entrance of the church, the drummer ran out in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the pastor's wife was under the chair for the time. The pastor was hopping on one leg, also we follow him over down. One of them was on standing on one of the chairs, hopping on one leg. That's the service he came into. If it was yours, what would you think? <laughs> so, people were interested in the only way that, hey, hey. Defensive of intoxication. I'm going to be That's how they came to. You know, they didn't come in the morning. So, and I love, I love, I love ladies. Ladies tend to flow faster than men do. They are more open. That's the truth. They love ladies are more open too. So the wife began to flow immediately. The other one was still looking. They made a mistake. He now laughed. He saw something funny. When he opened his eyes, he was on the floor. Was getting up on the floor. They were helping as they were was standing, was falling like this. No one was thinking that. Is all these things necessary? He laughed. 
The problem wasn't stop by yourself. It could not stop. I thought you said it's fake. Continue the fake. Let us see. If you think we are faking it, go ahead and laugh with us. And see if it's fake. How many of you have laughed in spirit before? Let me see that. You laughed in spirit before. Even you were by the spirit. Okay. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. While well, again that dream. There was a man filled with what? Laughter. So is laughing the spirit scriptural? Yes. It's perfectly scriptural. Don't allow your mind to reason out of the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? Some of us, we are too cerebral in our thinking. You are thinking so much. Mm, mm, what does it now mean? No, if that sits in the heavens and laugh. If you know where you are still with Christ, what will be the result? You will laugh. Somebody says, when we were speaking in tongues, when you started, did it make sense to you? No. Let me correct myself. Even now, does it make sense to you? No. Do you speak it? Yes. Is it gradually making more sense every day? Yes. What is the difference? You now have knowledge to know that that thing is spiritual in nature and it is added to your word edification. So let me ask you a question. If people tell you to laugh, is it not better than crying? Why are you struggling with laughing? When the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Tell anybody laugh. Just laugh now. It's only small. Just small, just small. Eight. Just, just small, just small. Is your is your head over? Okay, laugh again. Glory to God. Laugh a little more again. Just laugh now. <laughs> I'm warning you of actually. Some this why? Because you have to become the atom with the things of the spirit. So you now see why Jesus took 40 days. Why? He had demonstrated to them already in the Gospels. But they didn't understand the first time he did it. The first time Jesus rejoiced in the spirit, Luke 10, 21, they were looking. They left him to it and were looking at him. He was laughing, he was jumping, he was dancing all at the same time. Luke 10, 21. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. It means to laugh, to shout, to dance, to jump at the same time. Jesus did. At the same time. They didn't have the spirit that caused him to rejoice. So they were looking at him. But when they did the Pentecost was really come. And the spirit had come. They could not join in. Why? They knew they were seated in the heavens. Far above all principalities and what? And power. So as God was laughing, they were laughing. Glory to God. Three thousand souls are about to be saved. Heaven was laughing. They joined the heaven's laughter. Hallelujah. How would you rejoice when you know God has done your greatest desire? How would you rejoice? She was the only one who caught it. The rest of us were just looking. You didn't, you didn't get what I just said. I told you watch out when I when I switch. I just switched now. That was the word of prophecy, a very strong one, but she got it. Do you know why you are still thinking and she didn't say that how will I rejoice when the power to do it is present now? The power to do what I just said is present now. Are you ready to receive? Are you ready to receive? Go ahead and rejoice.
God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, I don't know the person that has persistent knee pain. Someone that has persistent knee pain. Check it now, it's gone. Check it now, it's gone. The pain is gone now. There's somebody also that has pain in the ear, in the ear. The pain is gone now. The pain is gone now. Check it right now, it's gone right now. now. It's gone right now now. It's gone right now now. No, you're not just shouting. You're shouting in the Holy Ghost. You're shouting in victory. 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 I see you. You are at a crossroad right now. You're a young person. You are at a crossroad right now. When it comes to academic and work, you are at a crossroad. You don't know whether to go forward or to go backward. You don't know whether it's the school to go forward or what to go for. But clarity comes to you right now. Clarity comes to you right now. You are blessed that crossroad right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus has come your way right now. Supernaturally. I don't know who this brother is, but when you were reversing that corner, I saw an angel around you and I heard the spirit of God say that though you've been rejected more than once, but if you go out now, rejection has stopped. Rejection has stopped. Yeah, that is it. It has stopped. It has stopped. Let it go. See now one see now one minute. Now some of us are most close, that's why quickly did this one demonstration for us to keep us on power. I will be here. Because you will not be parents present sometimes. And tremendous power is present this morning. After talking quietly like this. But if you are not aware of the things of the spirit, you won't understand. Tremendous power is present. That was just this morning that was for him to say power is present. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. There's something in our shout. There's something in our praise. There's something in our laughter. There's something in our dance. When we dance is with the glory of God. When we dance is to turn things around. Hallelujah. Let us take our shout for casual things. No. There is a victory in our shout at all times. Yeah, yeah. Praise God for everyone. As we shouted earlier and I was teaching, there's someone who's like, your legs are trembling. Your legs are trembling. What does that mean? It means you should get up and run. You should get up and run around a little. Yeah. You just get up and run around with you. That's what it means. <laughs> ah, let me master. Rostafra, you turn up back to me. Hey, Rostafra, that's up. You have left stagnation behind. 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 Things are looking bright now. Things are looking better now. Things are changing now. Things are changing now. Financially, you are changing positions. In the name of Jesus, the dry spell is over. The dry season is over. Glory to God. Elevation is coming, man. I'm talking to you, man. Elevation is coming. For you and him, elevation is coming. Elevation is coming. The next three months, things will be different. In your home, things will be different. In your home, you can write it down by the glory of God. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Glory to God. Ushered into a new beginning. Ushered into a new beginning. Taken by the hand and ushered into a new beginning. A new chapter. But this chapter supersedes every previous experience. Financially, 
that it was prepared, that it was kept for you. Now you are open to it and you are moving to it. This season is your season. Is that time in that hour you step into it in fullness in the name of Jesus? Glory to God for you. Glory to God for be swift, be sharp to respond to the things of the Spirit. Learning to understand that the Spirit is present. The power of God is strong right here, right now. So heavy. We can switch back to teaching or we can switch on to demonstrations. You see, because once you understand that, it takes just a little yielding and cooperation for the things of the Spirit to find full expression. Once you understand that, you will swing better and you swing deeper in the corner of the spirit. The Holy Ghost is the most gentle spirit ever. The easiest to flow with. It's more consistent than your name. Hallelujah. It's more consistent than your name. All you just need to do is to learn. And I'll put to his style. A foreign contact is going to make all the difference. It's going to make all the difference. A foreign contact. It's going to make sharply, it's going to make all the difference in your experience and the path in which you are walking. Now you didn't see it coming, but it's telling you before it happens. And it will happen. And it will be a little bit. 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 Glory to God. I went to minister in the Akure. And I just, I wanted to teach. And I was just interrupted. And I just said, oh, oh. I see that money is coming to sort out your household. Money is coming so that the pastor was there, he said he was saying amen on behalf of his members. Because he had just paid his own assets. So he was saying amen on behalf of his members. <laughs> he didn't know that the word was also for him. So, and the way the man, power of God sometimes you may not like it. The party to follow. So by the time the day we finished, the day they finished the meeting, when they got home, the landlord sent him equipment. And he had paid. He said, by the middle of June, I want you to leave the house. We want to renovate. That means he will now stop with looking for another house. That's when he remembered the word. But something happened three days after the full sum of money for a new house came. He now understood the word. So sometimes the word is coming, and you may not even know that it's necessary for you. But it is wisdom to just receive it. It's just wisdom to just receive it. But what I say to one, I say to all, by the power of the Spirit. Because everyone that asks to receive it, that's what the Bible does. So when the power is present for that elevation, for that elevation, for that elevation, for that elevation, for that elevation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your sin is faithfulness. Your sin is act. Thank you for the things you are packed for him. All his rising is orchestrated by you, ordained by you. You see the heart. He that is faithful in it is faithful also in much. Thank you for the much, the much, the much that is committed to his hand in this season. Thank you for finances that they are proven faithful in time passing finance. Thank you for increase, multiply increase, ten times more, ten times more, ten times more, ten times more, ten times more. You are saving the time for his elevation ten times more for your servant. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for it. We give you praise for it. We thank you for it. We give you praise 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 for it. Oh, bless you. We give you praise, God. Oh, glory to your name, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Acts chapter 2. Glory to God. Oh, Father, I'm not here. In the name of the Stephen, I'm not here. In Susan, Rubik, and Yamit. In Akuno, you can see. 
Pigesi. 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 Yeah. It looks like you are lagging behind. Like others have gone ahead. And yet it is but the fourth month of the year. And it does not look like all they spoke to you in November. 22nd to be precise has come to pass. But see, look ahead and see. It's what has never failed. For before you, here the middle of May, you begin to see full manifestation. Full manifestation. Unfolding of the word of prophecy. Of the things he told you in secret. It will begin to unfold. Begin to unfold. And the Epanian brother by the middle of July, you will say, I have the full address in my hand. 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 And so July shall be for you your new year. Your new year. Your new year. Your new year. Glory to his name forever. Glory to his name forever. Acts chapter 2. Glory to God. So verse 4 says they began, isn't it? They began. Which we're going to do shortly when we step over into collective demonstration now. So I'm demonstrating something in the middle. We're going to do collective demonstration. They began. Now, when they began, people said, These people are filled with new wine. So we know they were not doing tongues alone. Because if they were doing tongues, first Corinthians 14 says they will say you're mad. But they didn't say they were mad. Others were mocking some said they are full of new wine. That means there was a level of intoxication. That means there was joy in the Holy Ghost. A joy people could see that they couldn't explain. So Peter did not say they were not drunk. Say they are not drunk as you suppose. This one doesn't come from bottle. It's heavenly sharks. Hallelujah. <laughs> don't mind my speech. It's heavenly sharks. That's why I do beer. Why don't I take beer? It's inferior. Is that because God will be angry? Why don't I take cocaine or marijuana? It's substandard. standard. Uh, when I shock the Holy Ghost, uh, I see visions. I see my future. I see new days. I see things unfolding. Hallelujah. Have mastery over outcomes. Why would I go for something inferior that will give you a false vision, things that will not come to pass? I don't understand. Why would I go for that's so cheap? When God has the real thing, it's called the most high. Hallelujah. So we like to get high on the most high. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So he said, this one doesn't come from bottom, but this is that which was spoken by the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. I don't know how many times through rejoicing and come out of difficulties. Pastor, if you have money in your pocket, no. But I have money in my heavenly account. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When I want to pay bills supernaturally, I know Jesus said, do all things without mourning and complaining. That's what he said. He said do all things without mourning and complaining. Don't laugh that you don't have a helper. When your helper is alive and well, he has he will never leave you nor forsake you. So you can boldly say, so I begin to rejoice because the helper that never needs help is on my side. Glory to God. When they bring the children school fees and it is high, nothing is higher than the most high. And I know if I keep complaining, I'll be losing strength. But he told me the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I begin to shout. And when, just when I'm in the middle of rejoicing, yeah. and then he comes, yeah. 
Can't you see the bill is tied up? Tell me there's nothing you can. Why are you shouting? I see the bill paying. I see the director help. I see the house of students. I see the family from everywhere. From every direction. I see the angels of God working for me. And the Holy Ghost will move from glory to glory. It will be difficult for the enemy to kill anyone or to steal anyone. It will be difficult. Because there will be a supernatural shield that will protect every single member. Because of rejoicing is a celebration of the victory of Jesus. We shout because we are born. Yes. We dance because victory is ours. Yes. We laugh because we already have the answer. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Oh, Lord, Lord, Take us one more time. Things are changing. Things are changing. Things are changing. Things are changing. <laughs> You will dance because of the things that they are still doing, brothers. You will dance. You will dance because you see them as your reality. Then shortly after, there will be public celebration of reality. Many of us will come and dance with you. Astonishing things begin to manifest in your life. And everyone that has given up will come back and say, Surely God is good to you. And his mercies endure forever. Oh, praise his name forever. Glory to his name forever. Glory to his name forever. I was in a meeting some years ago. And I began to learn why rejoicing is so important. While we were rejoicing in that meeting, I saw in the corner of the church angels all over the place in the spirit. As a gift of God, design of spirits, I saw angels on the world. Then I began to hear instructions from the Lord. He said, Read 1 Peter 1 and verse 6 again. Look at 1 Peter 1 and verse 6. Oh, glory to God. He said, Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness, true, manifold, tempt. Can a man rejoice when there is temptation? Yes. Can a man rejoice in the face of heaviness? Yes. Notice what you greatly rejoice. So rejoicing is in intensity. You can likely rejoice. You can greatly rejoice based on your revelation of God's word. In other words, when there's heaviness, your response to it should be a rejoicing that is this heaviness because of the situation that you are facing has nothing to do with the victory that God has given to me in Christ Jesus. That's what he's saying. Wherein you greatly rejoice. So rejoicing is in degrees. It's in degrees. See what is this again? It says that the trial of your faith be much more precious and the gold that one perishes. Don't be tried with fire. That's a figure of speech. To be tried with fire simply means you go through situations that are hard. It's not you that's the target, it's your faith that's the target. Your faith simply means that is what God says as precious, what you are believed, that God never fails. 
What you have believed is the helper that needs no help. What you have believed that is the very present help in the day of trouble. That faith is what is on that child. That is the part that's most precious about your life experience. And the first thing, be much more precious, the child may be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of what Jesus can look at verse 8 now. He says again, whom have you not seen yet you love? So let's paraphrase it. Though I've not seen the results I'm looking for, yet believe it. That results are mine. I rejoice. I rejoice. I rejoice. I rejoice. I rejoice. I rejoice, I rejoice, I rejoice, I rejoice. Yet believing. Not seeing no yet believing. I've not seen what God said, but I believe him. Yet believing, how do we know you believe? You rejoice with joy unspeakable. What does that start? If it's not speakable, it's shoutable. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's dancing. It's laughable. It's loudable. Six weeks, week after week, one testimony after the other, one testimony after the other, one testimony after the other. We keep coming in, keep going in. Financial breakthroughs, increase, and open doors. We keep coming in, keep coming in, we keep coming in. Peace, supernatural pain. Peace, supernatural pain. So the Spirit of God told me. He said, joy unspeakable and full of glory. What's that glory? That's the power of God's resurrection, of Jesus' resurrection. So he told me, he said, when you see the sins rejoice, notice this connection between their rejoicing and the activity of the angels. I was in the spirit, I saw it. I saw that each time they rejoice, the angels increase their activity. He said, their rejoicing is supplying the angels the glory to work with. I never saw it before. I never saw it before. And I remember our own experience as an assembly. I think I shared with Pastor some time ago. We were given equipment just out of nowhere. We were given equipment. What did we do? Nothing. Well, we were trying to put money together to pay. It just came out. No, it's not just came so I called for a prayer because that's a church. We got a prayer. While we're praying, I was here. I was just praying, praying, just praying, praying. Pray. Let's pray about this first. We, I mean, I believe that there's a provision of God's will. If there is an assembly, according to God's plan, there's a provision. Nothing catches God by surprise. We are the ones who are surprised. He is never surprised. So when you pray, you are not praying for God to move. You are praying to see the move of God. What He has provided that you don't know is what you are about to see. He is never caught up God. 
He told Moses, stand still and see. The salvation with the Lord has prepared for you for this day. It was prepared before you came towards the Red Sea. But you didn't know it was there. But when you saw Red Sea, you saw trouble. When God saw Red Sea, you saw miracle. So you have to take Moses had to be schooled. Why are you crying on to me? Tell them to go forward. Go forward to where? This is Red Sea. Go forward where? So I'll now show you there's a way. Where there was once no way. Lift up your rod. And tell them to see the salvation which was prepared before they ever left Egypt. Yes. You need to see what you have prepared. So you are the one who is confused. The only one is not. Yes. And it's now schooling you not to judge after the appearance of outward things. But to follow is leading in your heart. So we're praying. As we're praying, I just saw three angels from the back walking. So I stopped and said, I saw I've seen three angels. And I don't know why they're here. He said, well, common sense is that. What were we doing before I saw them? We were praying. Let's go back to pray. People will see further instructions. As we were praying a few minutes now, people will say that, we are praying about the venue. They are here for the venue. So what I saw them at the house. He said, what do we do? He said, send them. He said, how do you send them? He said, speak words and rejoice. Oh, my goodness. Remember, we praying. So we spoke words. If I had this, uh, that was the first time I was going to hear the names of the angels. It's not necessary for us to know but I heard the name of each of them. And later he told me, the angels come in their novices. They are the angels of this assembly. He told me. And he told me what each of them does for the assembly. They are the angels of this assembly. And what each of them does for the assembly. But we know I was in the spirit. So he said that. Give instructions and rejoice. We did. No discussion with the landlady. Sent another letter. Pastor, it's okay. Don't worry about the first letter. I recalled it. Pay when you are ready. There's something has happened. We that were stranded financially. We were doing that period and we not only had enough money to pay. That was how money came in so much that we bought the other cable generator. So from not having enough to having so much by one singular manifestation of the ministry of angels. And now told you, when they are rejoicing, they are fueling the activities of angels. He said, because it is only the saints rejoicing that has glory in it. So when he says, you rejoice with your unspeakable that is full, your rejoicing contains glory. Hallelujah. You see, if I speak, it's by the Spirit. If I prophesy, it's by the Spirit. If I shout, it's by the Spirit. If I dance, it's by what? The Spirit. And because by the Spirit, my dancing, my shouting, even my running, has glory in it. And that glory is what God uses to sort many things out. In the particular service, while teaching of God was going on, the hand of God came upon a lady, and she walked, thank God for assemblies that know the things of the Spirit. She walked throughout the service. Teaching was going on, she was just walking. Not so many, but she was just walking. Walking, 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 till the teaching was over. After service, the head, news came. Her husband was involved in a terrible car crash. The car was a right up. The husband came out, no scratch. We're having customer service. So everybody, we're going to shout for the glory of God now. When we did, power God came up on the lady. Something pressed her down. She thought. Her husband was in the US. He was a security guard walking in the shopping mall. 
neighbors gave them the information to the police that there was a robber inside and was a security guard. So they brought sharpshooters. At the time they targeted him to shoot him, was when the wife went down. When the wife went down, he also went down. His life was rescued. Two different continents. So when I hear saints who say, must I follow that power? You better fall. Paul said, I wrote two thoughts of the New Testament. You are still arguing. Whether you can fall under power, you are still arguing. When we are enjoying chances and visions, you are still debating. Must <laughs> somebody fall? It's like saying that, must you win? Don't you want to win? Must you be victorious? Don't you want to be victorious? Why are you acting with things that are not necessary? I don't, I don't understand. Why are you acting with things that Peter said, Paul said, two major apostles. Who are you? Well, excuse me, who are you? If anybody should force you, you not be you first. <laughs> I don't understand. You not be you first. You should fall. If people can express that after defending that God's power, should you just be debating whether you should fall or not? Or should you be first person to you fall? No, that's when you don't understand the workings of God's power. It's not in the falling, it's in the obedience. And the yielding to the spirit. If the spirit is involved, miracles will not. Mighty things will come forth. That's the victory, that's the answer. I've seen supernatural turnarounds. I've seen supernatural things made manifest. Just because people yielded and assembly yielded to the glory of God. We've seen people rescued from untimely death. But we yielded to the Spirit. Please have your seat for me. Praise God forever. Are you getting something this morning? Because if it's the Spirit that we're flowing with, oh, there's so much. New chapters. New doors, new experiences that will open up to us as we learn to yield more and more and more and more. In now Acts chapter 2, look at verse 17. Let's continue. Acts chapter 2, verse 17. Look at Peter's explanation. We're together, we want to accord this morning. Praise God. And Peter is explaining, and it shall come to pass in last year, said God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall what? Prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall see dreams. That dreams. Now, you notice what it says. Please go back to that verse. You notice what it said just now. It said, I will pour out of my spirit. Out of my spirit. Where is my spirit? Inside. So I'll pour out or I'll express my spirit. Who will pour out? God said, I will pour out. Who do we see when God is pouring out? A man prophesying. Did you get that? We will pour our spirit. God said, I will pour our spirit. God, what do you mean? I mean, my sons and daughters shall prophesy. What are you trying to say? When you see my sons and daughters prophesy, that is me pouring our spirit. So, my pouring our spirit is a figure of speech for my sons and daughters being active. When you see them active, that is me at work. Glory to God. Yes, sir. Now, notice they will prophesy utterance. What we follow, they will see visions. So they will say, in what they will say, there will be things to see. Then your old men, the word old is the word elders, ministry gifts. They will have, dream dreams means they will have divinely granted appearances. It's talking about ministers of the gospel. Then notice what it said. When your sons and daughters, look at verse 18. And on my servants and my words and readings, I will call to do this of my spirit, and they shall. Who are the summers and admittings? He just called them sons and daughters in verse 17. So, summers and admittings in verse 18. 
his sons and daughters in verse 17. What's the difference? Sons and daughters in verse 17 who are busy prophesying and ministering are now called servants and what? And leaders. Why? Because they are now taking ministry as a service to others. So I can minister to you. When you start ministering to others, you are God's servant and God's leader. In other words, the spirit within you makes you a minister. Hallelujah. I know I've jumped, but listen carefully. My sons and my daughters shall prophesy. In that sense, my servants are one and ladies. They are not two different people. He's explaining. When my sons and my daughters, who have accepted that they have the spirit, when they begin to practice expressing the spirit which is to minister to other people, in that ministry, they become my what? Servants and my handmaiden. Because it is now you that God is using to speak to others. And when you are speaking to somebody else, in that hour, you are God's servant. If you are a lady, you are God's word. So those who are faithful to act on the Spirit and use that Spirit to minister to another, they are serving God as servants and they are the ones who God is using to speak to others. Why is not everybody that enters that space? So those who know that having the spirit means are able to minister and they take it up. They are now the ones God is using to minister to the generality of the body. I'm not talking about five foot. I'm talking about those who are taking what responsibility. So you have moved beyond I can speak in tongues and interpret my tongues. And what I'm doing that is for the benefit of another. Hallelujah. So, I go to somebody, I want to minister to you, sir. Must I know what I will say? I don't have to know what I will say. How do I start? The Bible says, he that speaks in tongues is not speaking to men, but to God. For no man understands it. How be it in the spirit? He's speaking what? Let me say it in no man English. He's making sense to God. He's not making sense to man. Or no man understands. But in that prophesies, he's speaking not to men, edification, education, and comfort. Do you, you know you will think he's talking about two different people? No. He's teaching how the same person can use the gift of God in different ways for different purposes. So I use the gift of God, tongues, I speak to God alone. When I'm coming to men, what to benefit men will not be tongues, it will be prophecy. Because prophecy can be what understood. So if I spend time talking to God in tongues, I must be ready to speak to men by prophecy. You understand so far? And I say, but he that speaks in tongues alone edifies himself. But he that speaks prophesies edifies the church. Can you see the difference? So he's telling you it's a choice. You can start off edifying yourself, but your goal must be to edify the church. So why am I doing talks privately so that I can get to the point where I'm built up enough to edify the church? Why? That's my love work. So I'm not to be selfish with the gift of God. I can exercise myself in that gift until I'm built up enough to do something for the church. Paul will not use a strange language. If I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I shall come to you either by, he now tells you three different things that you can find in my utterance that will benefit you. Look at verse 5. If I come unto you speaking with tongues, verse 6, what shall I profit you? In other words, if I come to you and I want to speak, my aim should be profit. I should come to what? Profit you. Now let me ask a question. 
so far so good individually while the meeting was going on. How many people have I pointed at an minister to you? Let me see that. I pointed at an minister to you. Did, did you? did I profit you? Did I profit you? Imagine if everything I told you was just something. Do you understand? Will you understand? No. Will God understand? Yes. Is it God I'm supposed to be speaking to or to you? You. So I didn't keep it a number of tongues. I brought it to what level of understanding by speaking out it in prophecy, isn't it? So if I come to you speaking, what shall I profit? I should be profit minded. I have certain things that will profit you. I am not the one that will actually do the profiting. It's the Spirit of God that will do the profiting. My own is just to yield. Now, listen carefully. Since the Spirit of God has never filled, I'm not to focus my attention on myself. Oh, bless you. Oh, bless you. Oh, bless you. Oh, I get there. Oh, that's so nice. 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 Stay with this directly. Do tongues for five minutes if that's what it will take. When your mind is calm, interpretation will follow. You will have what to say. Somebody says, Well, this truth can be trusted. To say through your mouth what directly needs to hear. Guess what? What you will say to her may not make sense to you. It will mean a lot to her. Because you are not speaking to yourself, you're speaking to her. I don't know how many times I've been to people and said that. I don't know what that means. But me, and the person I'm saying it to is really shouting. The person knows exactly what it means. Me, like I said, they're doing Why? It's not for me. What's I like profit you? So when I come to you, I will have profit in mind. I have to profit you. So if I come to you speaking with tongues, what's I like profit? Except I'll speak to you either by what? Revelation. I've done that today, isn't it? I spoke to you, I don't know them, I don't even know their names. And I spoke to them by revelation, and it echoed in their heart. Now I said, or by what knowledge, or by prophesying, or by doctrine. So if I want to minister to my brother, and I want to fulfill the scripture, what should be my motivation? Look at verse one of this chapter. Look at verse one. Pay attention here. Look at verse one. Follow after charity and desire spiritual grace, but rather you may prophesy. Let me break down that because of our time. I should let love lead me. Love should lead me in my operating the things of the Spirit. It should not be boasting. It should not be showing love that should lead me. Love should lead me. What is love? How to get other people to be edified. That should be my leading. So I have, it is safe for me to desire the things of the Spirit when my desire is to see people blessed. I am not safe to desire the things of the Spirit when it is to show off. In ministry for over the years, I have gone to different local assemblies sent by God to impact, to stir up, to awaken by teaching and by demonstration, not to show off, but to enable the body to be edified. So some things I do may be a bit spectacular, that's part of the office I stand in. But it's not to be spectacular, it's to quicken and awaken people. Uh, this is by Joshua, one of the local, one of our ministers in local assembly. I have sung out spiritual songs that are part of our worship repertoire in local assembly, not because I'm meant to have a record album. It's so that there are people who are given to singing that they must see a demonstration of how it is done. And when they see me sing out, they will know what to do. How many of you understand? Yes or no? So I've sung out several spiritual songs because the nature of my call is that I will teach the strings and demonstrate what they ought to do. 
is part of my core. So I go to different places, I teach you how to sing a song spontaneously because the talent is always, your mind is shouting. What would I say? What would I say? Would they give me mic now? What would I say? Let me tell you something interesting. If I give you the mic today, do you know that I say prophesy? Through the gift of special faith, something will transfer to you as you will speak. You will amaze yourself. The challenge is whether you will continue after you take the mic. What will you continue? This teaching and giving. So while you may be enabled by the Spirit when I give you the mic, at that point in time, what will make you continue is the teaching. Because now that I won't be there again. I'll be honest with you, I just said that. So I can transfer some things to you by reason of my office. And you work in certain things when I'm around. But when I leave, this is what will make you what? Continue. Because you are not going to be sustained by that manifestation. That manifestation should let you see what you can do by the help of God's Spirit. You now continue those things by what? The teaching of God's Word. So look at what Paul said. Follow after the Lord. Then you can desire the things of the Spirit. And when I say desire, the proof that you are following after God or love is motivation is that you want to prophesy. Why is he focusing on prophesying? If I'm doing tongues alone and I don't interpret, I'm not identifying anybody. If I'm prophesying, I'm identifying the whole church. So if I'm to allow love to be the reason why I want to operate the things of the Spirit, then I should desire to identify everybody by the things of the Spirit. How do I start identifying them? I start with prophecy. Hallelujah. Do you understand that so far? See it again. Follow after or let love lead the way. And when love is motivation, it is safe for you to now desire what? Do you notice what desire means? Though the things of the Spirit are in you, if you don't have desire, which is the state of your mind, you will not approach them. Say, I want the things of the Spirit. I have the things of the Spirit. I desire the things of the Spirit. They will find expression through me. So, the things of the Spirit seem to have a leaning on our desire. You will experience more if you desire more. I want to prophesy. Today, I must speak with tongues and I must interpret. It's a desire. One of the ways you find the frame of desire, you say to yourself, Today, without fear, I will do this thing and I will continue. Why are you saying? Because it's already there inside. It's waiting on you to act upon it. So, why is the man in front demonstrating so you can see how it is done? Have you seen me do tongues? I'm not like, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, ah, what was that Holy Ghost? Holy Ghost, no. <laughs> He's too faithful to fail. I don't think one second, what would I say? I don't think. If he stops, that vision will come. I'm going to use this man to demonstrate your thing now, okay? That's what I'm pointing at. I'm going to use him to demonstrate. Now, because you know where in verse 6, I came out of verse for you to see that. I'm not about to show off. I want to walk in love towards him. So why do you want to walk in love? Well, number one, I want to obey scripture. That's number one. Number two, I know in my heart he needs to hear something. Do I know what he needs to hear? Funny enough, I don't know. Who knows what he needs to hear? The Holy Ghost. What do I have? The Holy Ghost. Does the Holy Ghost want to tell you? Yes, he wants to tell you. Why? The Holy Ghost is the spirit of love. He always wants to be able to be what edified. Who am I? I'm just a vessel. So I'm not to start cracking my head. I see, will I see, will I see. No, 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 you have missed it again. You step out by faith, you continue in faith. So, what will I do? If I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? So, I know that if I do these tongues, there's profit hiding in my tongues. I will unhide it. How will I unhide it? 
by interpreting whatever it is that I say. Which one is more difficult? The average person will say, sir, you will say, interpretation is more difficult. But I submit to you, the tongues itself is one that is more difficult. Because if there is tongues, there must be what? Interpretation. Are you bold to speak tongues? Yes. What will follow the tongues? It will follow. What is interpretation? It's not translation. Interpretation is not what? Translation. Interpretation is a supernatural showing forth of the meaning of what you say in tongues. What's translation? Word for word. What's interpretation? The meaning of what you say. Can you see the difference? Some years back, this is over 20 years ago, I was a minister. I don't know why I still know what the tongues today, because we're less trained tongues. I still know why the tongues are today. Yes. I just spoke out this, and I said it three times. He said, Casa, Casa, Lokuso, 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 that means the tongues I gave was both an instruction and a revelation. He had interpretation and he gave it. But he won't have interpretation if I don't give the tongues. Are you with me this morning? Yes, sir. I want you to move up higher. I want you to move up higher in your work with God. You can give a message in tongues to yourself and suddenly you ought to shout tongues. Interpretation is shout. Interpretation is Start laughing now. Now, start laughing now. That's the application. Why do you think you speak of spirits? If you're not a person who is always, you, know, you are too proper, you are too stiff. Some of us are too stiff for our own good. You are insured, you cannot laugh. Why do you not laugh for God's sake? Is it insured? Uh, you are insured too. Where there is victory, where God has packed boosted for you, we say laugh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to describe you. <laughs> laugh! <laughs> 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 what will you not laugh? That's how stiff some people can be. That's so stiff. He's asking question. Uh, what is all the laughing for now? Okay, be crying. Be crying. We tell you God has given you victory. You are saying, eh, uh, okay, what if I don't feel like laughing? Ah, feeling. You are still doing feeling. When you walk, I want to move and get like me. You are doing feeling. Without him, you can get the end. That's how we pay bills. You don't understand. That's how we pay school fees. Ah, that's how we acquire things. That's how the favor of God pays for us. Because the joy is supernatural in nature. It's not natural. It's supernatural joy. That's how we force doors to be open. You laugh tonight, you wake up tomorrow morning, you start receiving phone calls, text messages. Account is full. Account is full. Why won't you laugh and rejoice? What are you not waiting for? When it comes to the ghost, me, I'm not stiff. Ah. That's why I constantly confess I'm not conservative. I'm not reserved. I'm born again. I'm a new Christian. I'm circumcision. That's who I am. I don't use those kind of statements to, to corner myself. You know, you see, I'm a melancholy, God forbid, but no. I'm a melancholy, and I'm, 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 what do you call it again? I'm phlegmatic. I'm circumcision. 
I rejoice in Christ Jesus. That's who I am. No. How can I allow human leaders to label the victorious one that is in me with wrong titles? No, 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 no. Phlegmatics are not the ones designed for victory. It's a new creation that is victorious. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Even our faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Hallelujah. That's what learn to talk yourself out of every corner. My kind has never failed before. No weapon from the case can prosper. I'm born of the incorruptible seed of God's word. In the name of Jesus, I have zero failure in it. I succeed in all that I do. The work of my hands, they prosper. Everywhere I come, God's open before me. I'm a rejoicing spirit. Everywhere I go, victorious things are packaged for me. You walk and talk yourself out of every single limitation. You know what God has prepared for you. It's God that said, no weapon fashion against your kind can prosper. I'm God's righteousness and righteousness. I'm the address of God's power upon the earth. That's who I am. I'm not weak. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm the power of His might. That's who I am. Hallelujah. He was meant to speak that way. And there's no way you speak that way and the activity of the spirit will not come to play. Praise God forever. You lead worship. You tell yourself, out of me flow psalms, hymns, and beautiful songs. I hear consistently heavenly songs. Melodies from heaven, they flow from my heart. When I open my mouth, I minister the oracle of the living God. What are you doing? You are connecting with the spirit of God already within you. I know no dry season. My field is filled with rain. I have precious harvest at all times. Back to back, bumper harvest is my portion. What are you doing? You are taking hold of the Spirit. Jesus said, receive the Spirit. Receive the Spirit. That is, take hold of the Spirit. Don't take hold of the Spirit. You will know no days of shame or, or defeat. Victory and victory and victory alone. That child that is misbehaving. You are tempted to say negative things. Please. The way you are going, you are saying you are going in the way of peace. Nothing fails about you. You are walking the glory of God. I see you fulfilling God and your purpose. You are not stubborn, you are obedient. You are a child of God. You fulfill every spirit for your life. Uh, <laughs> I, have a, I, have a I have a very dangerous friend like that. <laughs> he said, when I'm ironing my children's clothes at night, it's a spiritual adventure. When you wear it, you, you will never go the wrong way. He said, when you wear this clothes, I'm ironing. The clothes is ironed by the glory of God. Oh, you see. You now want to, these days that we're in, when children are arguing with their parents, ah, what if you straight and narrow path? You fulfill God's power and hope of fear. You walk in the corridors of God's power. You will never go astray. You don't have wrong associations. You walk with the right people. You know what you need to ask. That's what you do. And I start complaining. Children now, they say, God help you. My God is going, eh? Eh? When you have the Holy Ghost, take hold of God's power. Speak right to those children. I'm ministering to parents now. I know what I'm saying. I'm not just illustrating. I'm talking to you by best by revelation. What God is saying. When it's time, it's going to be temptation is said to say wrong things about them. And when you do those wrong things, you are fast, you are you are hating Satan against them. That's what you're doing. When you have the Holy Ghost, speak words, hand them in by the power of God. 
speak was such that even in their next 15 years, they will never be able to go away from the path of righteousness. And no matter where you go, you walk in the right path. That's what you are doing. You are ahead. You are preparing their future, their days ahead. That's what you are doing. By the power of God. You are not a weakling. Uh-uh, you are not a weakling. You are not without help. Help is all around you. 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 Help is everywhere you look. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Have your seat one more time. Let's go back. Now, brethren, if I come to you speak with tongues, I prophesy you. As long as I speak to you either by what revelation or by or by prophesying. So when you are in a believer's meeting, you can go to other believers. Now you can go to believers by revelation or you can simply go by faith. Both of them always works. One, you must trust the Spirit of God enough to step up. Step up. Don't try to know everything before you step up. Don't be bold enough to want to step up. As you step out, the Holy Ghost will meet you on the way. It will give you what to say. That's the way it works. Stop trying to know everything in your head. Your head is too small to understand the Holy Ghost fully. He's leading you and teaching you this life of faith. Learn the life of faith. You want to sit down in the place. Let the Holy Ghost tell me exactly what to say before I get up. No. As you are going. As you stand up. As you are in obedience. The obedience of faith will open you up to the utterance of the Spirit. You'll be amazed at what the results will be. If I come to you speaking, I'm going to go to you now. We just want to practice that verse. When we come up, you, you and I will find out. <laughs> you and I will find out. That's how consistent the Holy Ghost is. It's not somebody to be afraid of. Because when we take, because in this kind of I'm going to say, stand to your feet, go to someone. I'm teaching you what to do now. Don't start. Before you get up, you're going to say, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> what would I say? What would I say? What you say, what you will say, will be giving you when you get Trust the Holy Ghost. Say, I trust the Holy Ghost. I trust Jesus. He has never failed. He will never fail. So if I ask you to pray, I will go to your mom, pray, I will still see the Holy Ghost. And Jesus, and Jesus, and Jesus. One or two attempts at investments and starting something, he ended in failure. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't change the plan that he has for you. The next season, the Kunamasi Eni Kuku Peni Katia. That which you handle for a short time, it was another, will soon become your own. It will be a place and a point at which God will prosper you and cause increase to come. Yes, you are looking that direction a little, but you are little, like, where are all the things I need to start? I will supply all that is needed to start. And I trust my own favor to cause you to work out so supernaturally. Here, the next seven months, you'll be a new man. Materially, financially, and career-wise. I don't know you. I don't even know what it does. If I come to you speaking, you tongues, what shall I profit? How will I profit? I must interpret what I say. How will I interpret? There's no interpretation, there's no tongues. So if I must do tongues, what will follow tongues? Interpretation. So if I can do tongues, then what do you want? Interpretation. So if we're going to minister one to another in the practical session, where do you start from? Tongues. Do you have tongues? Yes. All of us have that one. You, may, you can say, Pastor, I don't have a word of knowledge. I believe you. What you are saying is that you can't sense it. But I'm telling you how to sense it. It's by speaking with one tongues. So 1 Corinthians 14, verse 23. How is it then, brethren? When you come together, 
But let's start from verse 23 before you go to verse 26, because that's this is a believer's meeting. And look at some things it tells us there. First Corinthians verse 23 says, If therefore the old church be come together in one place, and all speak with tongues. So the church comes together in one place. Listen carefully. The place where they come to is not the church. They are the church. Wherever they gather, it's called church. So they are the ones who make the place supernatural. The place is not supernatural. If the old church become together in one place, the church can meet in any place. It is the presence of the people that is called church. It's not the physical venue. Hallelujah. Amen. See what it is? And all speak with tongues. So one of the ways we know that you are part of the church is that you can speak with tongues. So there are people here this morning who don't speak. The, what I just said now is in the statement. You don't speak. What I didn't say was that you cannot speak. I'm simply saying you have not spoken. What will you do today? You will now speak. <laughs> you will now speak. What were you not doing before? You were not speaking. What will you now do? You will now speak. Why are we so confident? Because you have spirit. If you have spirit, that means you have chosen not to speak. Some years ago, a lady came to me um, and she, she said that... Um, she had been looking for the Ghost for 13 years. <laughs> when people have that level of ignorance, you have to, they have, they have religiously believed their confession, so you have to shock them out of it. So the first thing I said was that, um, my Holy Ghost is not lost. He said, I didn't say the Holy Ghost, but well, you said you are looking for the Holy Ghost. That implies it was it's lost. He said it's not lost. That's why you don't understand. I've fasted seven days. I've done 14 days. I've done 21 days. I've done 30 days. I have not received. I said, okay, what you say? Have you gone to meetings? Said yes. I've gone to meetings. People spoke at this week. I said, so you are implying that God singled you out not to give you spirit. You are that important. When it's given, that because that you can be sure that you will not get. Does that make any sense? Illustration. So that. She was looking at me like, like scales were falling. I said, does it make any sense for you to go to a meeting and everybody gets few and you don't get few? Why would God not give you? I said, so if your first problem is that you have been using your own confession, you have been saying God did not give me. I said, are you sick? And I said, I'm sick. Ah. I said, God has not given you. How did you get sick? Don't you know that in getting sick, you already have the spirit? I said, Madam, you are looking for what is not lost. So what you have not done is that you have not spoken in tongues. The Bible says the only Ghost is a gift. To speak with tongues is what? A gift. What give you for a gift? You just receive. If you have to beg for it or fast for it, it's no longer a gift. If a member of class 5A in a particular private school and an alumni of that school comes years after and says, everybody in my former class, please give them this gift. Their qualification is they must be a member of this class. You didn't come on the day with this giving gift. You came the week after. You were sick. You were a student of that class. When you come to your teacher, what will you do? Man, I was not allowed. I had a collected. Your teacher will bring out the gift and give it to you. You don't need to beg because it's for everybody. You know so the Holy Ghost is for every believer. You don't beg for the Holy Ghost. It is what even makes you a believer. Tongues is for every believer. You don't beg for it. It's already inside. You just learn how to yield to it. That's all. Ah! She looked at me like this. We were not in my office. No, I there. I said, are you ready now? 
Because before I started teaching, I told her, I said, Madam, in five minutes, she looked at me, we don't believe. <laughs> pastor, what's the genuine pastors? I said, I'm looking for 30 years, they are But by the time I began to explain God's word, everyone that asked it received it. She in that secret finding, she in that another God shall be open. Is God does not discriminate, he's no respecter of persons. He's no respecter of faith. After she said that, I laid my hands upon her, she fell on the power She began to speak with us as she was crying. It was tears of both sorrow and joy mixed together. The sorrow was like, I've suffered for so long. <laughs> She's suffering. Because of the noise. So this means this is like this. There was no fasting. But in this, you can you can do 14 days in ignorance. He said, Go, go, go. What will you give me? If you were possible to see God, God would say, um, Gabriel, I thought we gave them only ghosts. <laughs> Are you as in he said they have not, but we give them, I mean, he says. Sometimes I will give them. He says, asking for Holy Ghost, but I think, if that's why they are the church, it's not why they are called church, because they have the Holy Ghost. This one is praying for the Holy Ghost. He will give them. When Paul saw believers, people who were disciples in Ephesus, have you received the Holy Ghost? He didn't say, has God given? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? That is, have you taken the Spirit since you believed? Have you ever expressed Spirit? Because if you have believed, you already have what? Spirit. You already have spirit. So we create distance in our minds due to ignorance. We create distance. We have to reduce that distance with relational knowledge. So Paul is now saying, if the church become together and all, say all, all. say I'm among all, all. I will speak with tongues. Today. 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 Say today. Today. Say I'm among the all. I'm part of the church. I believe God raised Jesus from the dead. I have the spirit. I can speak with tongues. And today, I will speak with tongues. Now, look at that verse. Go to verse 14. Let me show you why you must speak in tongues today. Today, today. Before we leave today. See, if I pray in no tongue, my one, spirit praise. My understanding is one, unfruitful. Will you understand what you are saying? No. Why don't you understand? I'm not speaking to yourself. You are speaking to God. You are speaking to God. Does God understand? Yes. In the spirit, you are speaking mysteries. So the reason why you have not spoken is because every time you want to say that, this now I'm saying, is it making sense? Welcome to the club. It's not making sense. In fact, that it's not making sense is, is a proof that it is authentic. It's not a bar. It's not a gesture or a kitchen. It's tongues. How about this sound? It sounds mysterious. Because there's an element of mystery to it. How will I say it? You don't say it to me. Open your mouth. Mm-hmm. And God will supply for you. Mm-hmm. That's all. But it's like it's more sleep than we saying. Mm-hmm. Keep saying it. More will come. To him that has, more shall be given. So if your parents are saying, the way you make, Pastor, I love the way your own sounding. I don't like my own. Because this is my own you are talking about. It does not start this way. This my own that you are talking about is over 30 years of speaking. If you have been speaking for 30 years, it will sound like this. So if that is, I didn't start like this. <laughs> it wasn't sounding this good when I started. I grew and developed. <laughs> I grew and what? Developed. So there's growth in those things. Amen? My question ministering things of the Spirit, it didn't start today. So there's growth. You have to grow in the things of the Spirit. 
You are the one who is improving. The spirit is not. Amen. You are the one who is improving. But if you don't start, how will you improve? If you are always afraid, God has not given you a spirit of fear. But of power, of love. You have a sound mind. Say, I have a sound mind. And today, today, I will yield to the spirit. I'll miss the things of the spirit today. There's somebody here today. Say, there's somebody here today. I will now minister to you by the spirit. I will walk in love. I will minister the spirit. Look at verse 15. This was a turning point in my life. This verse 15. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit. I will pray with the understanding also. Do you notice the word we? It's me. Who is speaking tongues? It's me. How are you speaking? By the Spirit. Who is speaking? Me. How are you speaking it? By the Spirit. Who is prophesying? Me. How are you prophesying? By the Spirit. So am I speaking by Spirit? Yes. But who is prophesying? Me. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. But I'm a son. I will what? Prophet. I will. It's me. I will. I will. I will. It's me in my decision. That means I can choose not to. And I can choose to. I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with what? That means I will speak with tongues and I will speak out the interpretation also. That's what it is. So let's go back to verse 23. Then. We're going to run a bit now because of our time. So look at verse 24. Look at verse 24. Okay, so you see, we did not say you are what? Mad. So if I do tongues alone, all of us gather together. Listen carefully. If we all gather together, everybody, let's start speaking tongues, God start speaking. Who are we speaking to? God. But if people who don't know what we are doing when they come, what would they conclude? Uh-uh. These people are mad. Are we mad? No. The people who came to say they don't understand what we are doing. So they are called unlearned and ignorant. They are not aware of spiritual things. But look at this verse. But if all prophesy, and there coming one that what believes yeah. not, or one or that is what convicted of all is judged of all. Do you notice again? Look at that verse. Look at verse twenty-four again. In verse twenty-four, but if all prophesy, who are the all who are prophesying? The all that spoke in verse twenty-four. Do you know what is teaching? What is teaching is phenomenal. All of us, when we come together, we want to have a believer something, right? So how do we start? All of us will do talks. We're enjoying ourselves. There are some people who don't know what we're doing, they came in. What will we do? Because they're about to conclude that something is wrong with us. All of us now will now switch to prophecy. That means all of us can switch when we are ready to. That's what the early church did. They were doing tongues until people came around. When people came around, they switched, they interpreted, and started speaking what people would understand. You understand? So if I prophesy, I'm edifying people. If I do tongues, I'm praising God. You understand so far? So, if we come together, we are doing tongues, it's fine. We are dealing up ourselves. Then when people that don't understand when they come in, what do we do? We all switch. Verse 31 says, you may all prophesy one by one. But I say, sister, get up, give us a word. No, don't get up. I just need to listen. Get up, give us a word. Now, if I punch and say, give us a word, you may not know what to say. What should you do as an intelligent person? You stand to your feet. You collect the mic. Why they are bringing mic? You still don't know what to say. Don't panic. God has not given you spirit of fear, but the power of the man. So, when the mic touches your mouth, you open your mouth. When we first come and naturally, most of the time, tongues, then wait, interpretation will come. You will amaze yourself. 
So why? God loves that kind of boldness. Oh, God loves that kind of boldness. You know what you are telling God? I know you can't fail. I know you use me. Because God uses anyone that is willing. Ah. If it is qualification, I should not be preaching gospel. Uh, I said, I have friends on campus, or in school, in secondary school. I said they were what God should call. That my own is miscalled. <laughs> yeah, miscalled. Because I remember that I, I used to like party. I never drank as much. I used to like party. I used to mind on stage. You know what I mean? Mind on stage. We sing along with dance. But these are good boys. We're in fellowship together. Guess what? He didn't call them. <laughs> Till today, he still has not called them. I was in that part of fellowship. I was not consistent because I was facing persecution at home. But when I went to Ghana church, I ran to them and born again. I'm not going to work again. They, they beat me outside of my life. So I couldn't stay for fellowship most of the time. So I was in that part of fellowship. And yet, God still called me. It's when I started reading after people like Paul and Peter. Who were normal failures that I realized why God will use so that when glory is coming, God will get all the glory. You will know that it cannot be you. It cannot, when we are looking at your record, it cannot be that you are good. Is okay. that how God gets all the glory? You can't keep any to yourself. You will not choose. If there was one thing, if I was involved in the picking process, <laughs> my name would not be number last. <laughs> I have people on my list that God should go and call. He didn't call them, He called me. So whatever you are seeing is entirely supernatural. So I'm entirely grateful. Paul said that he counted me worthy. I was before a blasphemer, a persecutor. I was injurious to the church. For this sake, I obtained mercy. Hallelujah. That in me first, God show an example. Praise God forevermore. So tell yourself I'm worthy. The blood of Jesus has made me worthy. I will prophesy. I will minister to the saints. If the whole church come together and all speak with tongues, then suddenly they all can prophesy. And when they are prophesying, revelation gifts came into operation, and the people who came in who are not saved, they began to reveal things about their lives. When they were revealing those things, those people began, God must be here. God obviously is here. Can you see what happened? And this is the old church. They now say something which Pastor quoted earlier. Look at verse 26. It says, verse 26, how is it then better? When you come together, everyone, say everyone. everyone. Say I'm among everyone. I'm okay, now, you know you have already agreed you're among everyone. Yes. You know I've trapped you now. You say you are everyone. Okay, so, since you are everyone, there's nobody here to be that will not prophesy. Since you are among everyone, and Bible cannot lie. Can Bible lie? No. So, See, I'm among everyone. I'm I have the spirit. So, notice, every one of you has a psalm, a doctrine, a tongue, a revelation, or an application. He's not even discussing whether you have. He's telling you what you have. What is other discussion is what you are to do with what you have. There's no discussion about whether you have here. What we are teaching is how do you use what you have to bless? Is the discussion. We have left whether you have sins. That one is a past, it's a foregone conclusion. If you don't have, you're not a believer. So you are a believer, you have. We're now discussing how do you make use of what you have in a proper way. Let all things be done unto edification. That is, do it, use it in a way that will bless others. So, this morning, you are not going to be selfish. You are going to walk in love. You are going to stand, I'm going to lead a few people 
who will take the first steps to initiate. Paul says, you may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and all may be edified. That's verse 31. See what it says in verse 31. See what it says. You may all prophesy one, all may be one, comforted. One, that means we can do one after the other. You take mic. You to take mic. You to take mic. One after the other. When you are speaking, we will be learning. We will be hearing God speak words that were defined and what? Comfort us. That's what to assure. To keep you steadfast. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift your hands and give him thanks this morning. Lift your hands and give him thanks this morning. We're going to have a demonstration shortly now. And I still want to give us a little time to ask questions. So, we're going to have a demonstration now. Say, I'm bold. By the Spirit of God. I can speak. I will edify. I will comfort. I will strengthen. I will aid. I will enable every single saint. In me, in the spirit of prophecy, and the house of edification, education flows out of me. I will do tongues. I will interpret. I will prophesy. I will profit the brethren. Yeah. When you use those words to stir up yourself, you are positioning yourself to be used of God. That's what you are doing. The things of the spirit answers to words. The things of the spirit, they respond to words. The reality of what Christ has done always responds to words that flow from your lips. So the words that flow, they so to speak, condition your heart to yield to the things of the spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we have seen two examples. The early church, all of them spoke, all of them interpreted, all of them prophesied. Then First Corinthians 14, when you come together, all of you do tongues. All of you prophesy. Some of you reveal things. So when you come, how is it that every one of you? So everyone means there is nobody who doesn't have something. What we are discussing is how do you put the things you have together? Please play software to what is. How do we put the things you have? How do we make it fit together? That's the discussion. Let all things. The word let means allow. Make a decision to allow the things you have to be for the edification of what? That's why it is seldom in the believer's gathering. If you are dealing with intelligent saints and you see anybody giving a prophecy that is condemnatory, that's not the spirit of Christ. Can there be correction and struggle? Yes. But even when you are corrected by the spirit of God, it should still be done in love. That is, you will still be edified in the process. That's the interesting part of the spirit of God. So what is the first step you are going to take? Remember what I did to that brother. If I come to you speaking with tongues, so if I want to initiate now, you can initiate by Spirit of God, open your eyes to see something, or if you give something to you about a particular person. But if you don't have any of those, what should you begin? You simply start out with one tongues. That's what you do. So, and that's why, see, one of the best things to do in this kind of meeting is you walk up to somebody you are not familiar with. Somebody says, why? So that you don't start discussing matters that you have discussed before. Because you are looking at sister. Sister, can you tell her right? No, what's your name? Sister Abdullah. Sister Abdullah. She be Sister Abdullah. You start doing guesswork. No. If you go to somebody you are not familiar with, you have to depend entirely on the spirit. Will the spirit come true for you? Yes. 
Why are we asking us to demonstrate and to practicalize so that we can get used to the sins of spirit? Now, we've gone through two or three different levels of demonstration. There's a general demonstration, isn't it? Have we rejoiced today? Have we rejoiced today? So, that is rejoicing is a physical demonstration. When we are prophesying, it's a spiritual demonstration. You have to have a mastery of both to be a complete Christian. So you have done the physical demonstration. Funny enough, most of us rejoiced, not all of us did. Same intensity. The same thing when it comes to spiritual demonstration also, it happens in every local assembly like that. In our local assembly, I spent over 10 years teaching them about things of the Spirit. So the kind of results we get in our meetings now is because of years of teaching. Years of repeating, repeating. There are many things I've taught today that I'm repeating what Pastor has said. Because repetition is how knowledge is infused. That's how you build the knowledge is until you, you are solid, you are not solid. You are not doubting. You are anchored, you are secured in the truth. Hallelujah. Say, I can flow in the Spirit. I'm born of the Spirit. I can flow in the Spirit. Start speaking in tongues right now. How is it, brethren, when you come together, every one of you has a sound? As a doctrine, that's what teaching. That is, you have an explanation of the scriptures. He says, you, some of you have a tongue. Then somebody has a revelation. And somebody has an interpretation. All these things that be done unto what? Edify. What's a sound? It's like a spiritual prayer. Words are spoken to encourage, to build up. How do you start out? You can start with tongues. Or you can start out by faith with the sound itself. And when the sound comes, sometimes it's a phrase or a word that keeps coming. And when you repeat that word over and over again, you will see it's connected to other words. And it's the repetition that causes you to pull out the rest of the words. You are not going to have everything at once. You have to have enough faith to start out. You have to have enough faith to start out. The hand, I'm going to give you a demonstration. The hand that knows no failure, the hand that has never failed, the everlasting hand that spoke, that fulfilled all that was spoken, is the hand that is opening you up in all situations of life. So when you are tempted to fret, look to the hand, rest on the hand, and hear what the hand has to say, for the hand of the Lord has never failed. And so you will learn. To rest and to go to bed at night, not being afraid of the next day, knowing that the arm will surely bring to pass all he has given you to say. So lean upon the arm every single day, and the year will be full of adventures of grace and glory, adventures of victory, victory that will add you over to new experiences in the holy world. Lean on the arm of God, lean on the arm of the holy world, and there is no end to how far it will take you in the course of life. Hallelujah. Well, that's a psalm. Given by the Spirit of God, that's a psalm. You don't start that by faith. Some of you will feel like going to somebody and what you will find yourself saying is a psalm. Don't bother your head too much about how will it sound. No. What God is interested in is the obedience of faith that you stepped out. Hallelujah. Now, we are going to pray. Listen carefully for just two more minutes. And when you finish praying, I'm not going to say go. We are going to walk up to something.